You are listening to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. Welcome back to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. I'm your host, Lee Russell, and this is episode 41. And yeah, we are continuing our look at animal attack films from the 1970s. Uh, This is part two of that, if you're just jumping in now. And there will be a part three come 2021. That'll be our first episode of the next year. But right now we're going to be looking at stuff exclusively from 1976 to 1977, There will be some 77 bleed over in the next episode just because of how I had to sort of shift stuff around here. We're going to do things a little different than what I usually do. I'm not going to cut in every two or three tracks and and give you information. I'm just going to give it all at the start for the first half of the show. Then I'll do the same for the second half of the show. That way you can get all of me all in one little block and then you don't have to worry about listening to me interrupt your enjoyment of the songs as much. Starting off, we're going to be looking at our first track here. This is Shadows from Squirm from 1976, the Jeff Lieberman film. And this is not credited properly. There is no credit at all, actually. In fact, I don't even know if the actual name of this track is Shadows. Uh, an instrumental version of this plays on the radio during uh, the, the actual film. And then at the end credits, this plays with uh, lyrics uh, Robert Prince is credited as the composer for the score of the film, but uh, from some digging I've done, it appears that he had nothing to do with this, and that this was a song picked from a library that they had the rights to use, and they never really properly credited anybody. So, there you go, but it's a really effective little haunting piece, and I quite like it. Moving on, main theme from Bert I. Gordon's The Food of the Gods, uh, 1976 uh, by Elliot Kaplan. I always liked this one. It played on A&E a lot back in the day. And, you know, giant animals attacking people. I think it is actually pretty effectively done. Uh, it is a little cheesy in parts, but I kind of really dig the uh, the giant mouse uh, puppets they used uh, for the close-up attack shots and or rats or mice or whatever the fuck they were. And I also kind of like the uh, composite shots or whatever where they're actually on the, they're, they're you know, projected on the screen with, with the uh, actors, even though, you know, they're obviously not sharing the same space as the actors. But um, that always worked for me better than CGI giant monsters that were, you know, bad CGI just really sucks. Moving on, one of two films uh, by William Girdler that will be featured on this episode. Uh, first we have Grizzly from 1976, and this is a suite from that soundtrack by Robert O'Ragland. Very, uh, very unusual soundtrack for the most part. There are a couple parts where it's like, yes, suspense, grisly attacks, all that kind of thing. But a lot of it sounds like um, just like some 1960s nature film. Like, you know, stuff that they might play for you at school when you were a kid or uh, something that would appear on TV, like Lauren Green's New Wilderness or some shit. I don't know. Very interesting soundtrack. Uh, Moving on, 
We're going to have Early Ices and A Ball at Home from Orca from 1977, and this is done by the late, great Ennio Morricone. And, of course, Orca is, in my opinion, probably the best Jaws ripoff. Um, it's got Richard Harris. It's got Bo Derek getting her leg bit off. It's got a uh, Orca fetus basically being cut out of the belly of a mother Orca. It's, it's a gross film. It's a cool film. I kind of really dig it. And that will finish off the first half of the show, and then we will come back and see what we have in store for you kitties in the second half after some uh, commercial messages.
ungodly warlock. Hello there. My name is Matt, and I'm a humble court bailiff in a courtroom designed to bring musical justice to all. Each week, we have a podcast with a judge and a jury, and we determine whether a song is guilty, not guilty, or not guilty by reasons of insanity. You know, something like, uh... Or maybe it's a cover of Tom Petty. You can find us wherever you find podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff. Just look for songs on trial, please. Okay, I love you. Make good choices. Motion Picture Massacre is dedicated to exploitation, cult, grindhouse, and horror films from the last 7,500 fucking years. I don't fucking know. It's everything. If you're interested in that, check out motionpicturemassacre.com or if you're on iTunes, search Motion Picture Massacre and you'll find it. This has been your announcer, Cowardly Fuck Your Bags, signing off. Eat a dick. You ungodly warlock. All right, picking up where we left off at the first half of the show. We're going to have the second entry from William Girdler that I promised, and this is going to be... The main theme from Day of the Animals from 1977, uh, Lalo Schifrin doing the score here. And, of course, this movie uh, features a shirtless Leslie Nielsen fighting a bear, and things don't go well for him. And this also has uh, Christopher George and Richard Jekyll, who were also in Grizzly. Uh, Girdler worked with them and Nielsen and a couple projects, had his little stable of actors before he tragically died at age 30 in a helicopter crash uh, scouting his latest film and moving on we're going to have and of course we had to have this uh, one of these tracks I haven't played before but one of them I have played on this show before in previous episode but uh, my son's friend is a champion pisser and too risky a day for a regatta from Tentacles from 1977 Crap classic, Stelvio Cipriani. The soundtrack's probably the best thing about the film, quite frankly. And, of course, the Too Risky a Day for a Regatta, that, that sort of main theme has been reused several times in other films, uh, Italian exploitation films. And, um, yeah, it sticks with you. Moving on, we're going to have the Miguel Chomp from Tintoria. I don't know. I'm probably fucking that up. Uh, Tintoria, uh, Killer Shark, blah, 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 from 1977. Uh, Basil Poldoris, of all people, doing this. Uh, and this was a Mexican-British co-production by Rene Cardona Jr., who uh, did quite a few interesting films. Um, did Cyclone in 1978, which mixes like the disaster genre with cannibalism and shark attacks at the end and some weird shit. Uh, he did the Bermuda Triangle from 78. He did uh, Guiana, Crime of the Century, uh, you know, exploiting the uh, Jim Jones Guiana massacre thing. Then he also did a uh, another animal attacks film later on in his career in 87. He did Beaks, the movie, which was the, you know, basically sh- cheapy exploitation version of the birds. It was even credited as being 
uh, Birds Part 2 in some markets, I guess. Anyway, uh, Tintorira has Hugo Stiglitz of Nightmare City fame in this, and he gets in a poly three-way relationship with two other characters and gets his arm chopped off. It's a fun movie. It's a Jaws ripoff, but it's a fun one. Moving on, we're going to look at a TV movie here. Uh, it's a suite from Ants from 1977, and that's Ants with an exclamation point at the end. Uh, this is done by Kim Richmond, and it's also known as It Happened at Lakewood Manor, and it's basically just a bunch of people in this um, hotel. They get attacked by these poisonous ants, and these are like really tiny ants, but they just swarm all over people, and apparently they're poisonous, and if they bite you, you're, you're pretty much fucked. And uh, Suzanne Summers plays a character in this and uh, gets killed. And then we're going to finish off the show with a suite from Tarantula's The Deadly Cargo from 1977. And um, the more effective, I think, in some ways, version of the uh, sort of Tarantula's attacking and killing people movies. Uh, the other one, of course, is from the same year that most people probably know is Kingdom of the Spiders, which has its own charms, and we will get to that in part three, by the way. But Tarantula's Deadly Cargo, I think, it is also a TV movie, but it's very effectively done, and it's got a very creepy score, and uh, I don't know, man. I sort of lean towards this one for some reason. It's I think it's maybe just a bit more effective, a horror movie, um, and it doesn't have a bunch of campy overacting from William Shatner. Not that I'm complaining about that, of course. Uh, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the show. And we will see you in 2021. Happy New Year. Uh, we'll finish off the series on killer animals from the 1970s. Uh, take care of yourselves and stay safe and all that. And fuck you, 2020. We're done.
Thank you for listening to Blood on the Tracks. For further episodes of this podcast or our other podcasts, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through. <laughs>